Guess who's back? Back, back, back again. Yes, yes. Homework's back, back, back. Tell a friend, friend, friend. Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Guess who's back? Guess who's back? I was really hoping you were going to do a courtroom intro. Da, da, da. Oh! <laughs> you, fucking, you messed it up! In law and homework. Dum, dum, dum. Dum, dum, dum. Hey, you guys know what it is. It's Homework with Friends. Homework with Friends. Here for another week, Dalton. Yeah, we're back. We're back we at it. it. Um, this is episode 100. Uh, minus 67? Just about. No, just on the nose. Damn, nailed wow. up. Doing public math is usually scary, but you wear it well, my man. This is the podcast, of course, where uh, myself, Logan, and myself, Dalton, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we, uh, we're doing, I'll explain why maybe we're off our rhythm here in a second. Uh, we assign each other homework each week to comedic results. Say the other one. Oh, yeah. And then you come for the homework, you stay for the friends. <laughs> or you at least stay for about the first 20 or so minutes and you zone out for a while. Yeah, good driving. Driving, zone out. Driving, zone out. We heard last week it's a good, uh, while you're working working on some boring stuff at work, just have on the background kind of podcast. Yeah, you don't really have to listen to us. Nope. You're not getting much out of it. Well, this is the podcast equivalent of like a Twinkie. What? <laughs> It's, you know, it's kind of sweet. You could come up with something better than that. Podcast equivalent never goes bad. <laughs> Podcast equivalent of like a hot dog. It's pretty good, but it's not oh, substantial. It's made of knuckles and pillows. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> uh, so, <laughs> we've uh, got a few updates before we introduce our very special guest for this episode. Do we? Um, we do. Just just one shout out. I'd like to give a very special shout okay. out. And we'll get to you in a second, guest. We heard you coughing, and we understand. You're very eager to get on. Okay. <laughs> please, 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 please. Just so, don't. So, yeah. <laughs> so I want to give a big out, big old shout out there to Sarah Ginter. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Super fan Sarah. Um, she is currently uh, resting at home, and I'm not sure if. Uh, well, you got something? No. Just, <laughs> Keep you going. distracted? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll explain everything in just a second. But she's resting up at home, and last week, if you remember, we asked people to uh, definitively rank uh, who is currently the head of the class and who's the dunce per episode. Per episode. <laughs> and... <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Our guest is unruly. <laughs> so we asked her to, <laughs> we asked her to rank... Every Tori, there is a mute button if you need it. <laughs> oh, she did mute it. Sorry, she's mouthing it now. All right. <laughs> any, any, Sarah went through and actually went episode by episode and put who was the winner and loser. I opened up our inbox and boom, there it is. There's an email. There was. On. Uh, I think based what, on what were the results? The results as Sarah had it. There was I, a mistake. There was just one mistake, Sarah. So I'm not going to slight you on that because you were doing, in fact, the Lord's work. Um, was we, uh, thir- episode 30, mm-hmm. I think, I believe you thought there was no winner, where in fact it was very much me. <laughs> so, yeah, it's a win I'll contest. The previous tally was Dalton at 14 heads of the classes, Logan at 13 heads of the classes. Mm-hmm. It's in reality 14-14. It is 14-14 with a controversial win with that one. Yeah, controversial win, it was a little bit biased. So, this is special in a lot of ways. Number one, Sarah, you the bomb. You the bomb. We love you. Thank you for putting uh, the time and effort into that. We really appreciate it. 
And second, that means there's a lot on the line for this episode. It's a tiebreaker. I this mean, is the tiebreaker episode. This, this is the last episode. Yeah. Uh, if this is your first time listening, because we you're friends of our special guest, or maybe we've somehow gone uh, viral over <laughs> the past week, which is not the case, this is a rapport building piece. Right. Uh, we're going to get to our guest in just one second, but if you want to get straight up to the homework, that's about minute 20. 20. Minute 20 for our special debate episode. Yeah. We'll let our guests talk a little bit more about that, but without much further ado. Um, we have a, our special guest today. Some would say the most powerful lawyer in New Hampshire. Absolutely. I would, yeah. Actually, I think that's verified. Well, she's the only one, right? <laughs> She went to pass her state bar exam. They yeah. said, here you go. They were like, please, we need one. <laughs> no one's tried yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Welcome the the state attorney for New Hampshire. Thanks, guys. Hey. Great well, to be on the show. Well, we didn't get to your name yeah, yet. Yeah, we have. We, no. You still have not said your name. Yeah. But. Tori Scazzaro. She's on the pod. <laughs> All right. You can talk now. Welcome in, Tori. Okay. Oh, uh, you're fine. Uh, so if you heard any rumblings, that was Tori herself. She was shuffling her notes yeah. and reading Coffee. reading some thick law books <laughs> um, with her cheaters on. Uh, but me and Dalton, if there's any audio stuff, just a fair warning, we have Tori FaceTiming into us. Yes. Uh, Dalton and I are on the same mic, so if it ever sounds like we're close to each other or anything like that, you know, forgive us, but it's all part of this quality content, guys. Yeah. Uh, but... Tori, how you how you doing? Why don't you introduce who yourself? Who are you? Hey, tell please. us who you are. Yeah. Um, I'm Tori. I am y'all's friends from college. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I'm a lawyer now <laughs> in New Hampshire. Okay, well it's not a contest. We get it. <laughs> we get it. You're a lawyer. It's not really it's not impressive either. We live in a really, basement and have a It's podcast. like a bad thing. All right, look at that. Boom, let's get to the homework. <laughs> uh, Tori, at the beginning of our episodes with our guests, uh, in the first few episodes of this podcast, we really dug deep into high school homework stories or high school stories in general. But just to give us a springing off point, what did you think about homework growing up? What was your relationship with it? Uh, I loved it. Obsessed Whoa. with homework. Literal, such a nerd. Ask my sister's. I took it so seriously. You're that was, for real. I'm, you're a fan. I'm not, I'm not <laughs> this isn't a bit. Yeah, no, I I was like really lame. I loved homework. I loved reading. What like, I want, really wanted to get like A's and stuff like that. So so did that craft like I this tried kind of a, so hard, a, like an achiever <laughs> mentality in you. Yeah, where you're like, yeah, I like checking these boxes. I want to get it done. Yeah, would you you would um, get a genuine kick out of when you would get assigned homework. Yes. Because you're like, wow, I can really plan around this. I was this like, is oh my fun. gosh, this is challenging. Can't wait to do it and be better than everyone else. Jesus. How many <laughs> AP credits did you have senior year? What? How many AP classes did you have senior year? Um, I don't remember. Whatever. Like, all, any of it. <laughs> 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 the more homework, um, the better. You actually, instead of doing sports, you did more school, right? Oh, absolutely. 
absolutely. After- Sports were stupid in my head at that point. <laughs> like, <laughs> what are you doing? I'm doing after school school today. <laughs> yeah, why, why compete physically when you can go all mind, baby? I'm in the math after dark club. <laughs> Actually, like, math was my worst subject. So senior year, my friend Candice, who hopefully she'll listen, she has a funny story of AP calculus because I was doing really bad. Um, and it just, like, was not going into my brain. And it was so frustrating because... Like, I was good at everything else, mm-hmm. school-wise, and I could not do it, and I was just, like, I was, like, cheating. I mean, like, I wasn't cheating, but, like, kind of cheating, sure. and having to, like, do stuff in front of the class, and then that was really embarrassing, and one day after class, I was, like, walking through the hallways just bawling my eyes out, <laughs> and she's really tall, and she had to, like, stand in front of me so that no one could see this, and we got to my, <laughs> our, my like, I was, like, at my locker, and she was, like, all right, put your face in the locker. No one can see you. Like, this is so embarrassing. You're crying over, like, class. Like, that's so embarrassing. So, I got a C in that class, which, like, ruined my GPA. Wow. But I passed the AP Calc, so I never had to do math again. So, you moved up in the world. I like how most people in a high school setting would be, like, crying about, like, a boyfriend or someone else being mean to them, and you're like, I can't can't get the quadratic equation. I just can't get calculus. (laughs) I'm with you. I got a literal zero in calculus uh, senior year. You got a zero? Yeah, I protested. I didn't want to take any more math, and I was finished up on credit, so I didn't turn any homework for a whole semester, and the teacher made me take a test to, to pass the class, because I didn't take the test either. I'd show up and be like, ah, I'm not going to do this, and then he, uh, he ended up giving me a, a winner-takes-all test on it. Nice. I uh, I opted out. My, I uh, wish I could have. They didn't my, want uh, Yeah, my, I should have opted out. My ex-girl, my girlfriend at the time, Ooh. ex-girlfriend now, we're not still together. This is <laughs> as of last week. As of last week, we just broke up on my, <laughs> my high school girlfriend. <laughs> uh, like, be- she was in AP Calculus, and she like begged me to sign up and take it, and I was like, no! <laughs> yeah. is not a smarter like, decision. This is not like, a team sport. Like, oh, did you, I was like, did you know that? that our school lets you take two lunches if you don't take a class. <laughs> <laughs> like, what the fuck are you doing? There's way cooler things to be doing. <laughs> so what was your uh, what was your favorite subject then? English. English? Oh. No. Okay, favorite young adult book series, go. Um, book series? Yeah. Or just book. book. Or just like book. In in high school, it was Catching the Rye. I love that oh, book. Oh, you really oh. identify with that um, angsty teenage also, male I energy. Also, what? That angsty teenage male energy. We didn't. We didn't get the angsty teenage female energy. Like we, that wasn't assigned to us. You didn't get plow. So, the no, bell jar. I mean, like we didn't. We didn't. We didn't read those. Um, but I. I relate to Catcher in the in the Rye, even though it was male. No, it's because everyone's phonies. <laughs> Everybody's freaking phony. You know what part's the grossest to me in that book? What? Is when he's looking at his friend in the dorms before he heads out on like the night or whatever. And he's got, he's, he describes his teeth as being mossy. Oh. I've had mossy teeth before. Hell yeah, got them right now, brother. <laughs> <laughs> so you like a catcher in the rye? Yeah. I just liked Moby Dick and... Virginia Woolf, like anything Virginia Woolf. I don't oh. think that we were assigned it, but one time we had to dress up like an author yeah. and <laughs> do like a do like a monologue as her as as like the author. Um, so naturally, I like went into 
method actor mode for a complete week of like speaking in a British accent no. and like living like Virginia Woolf and like just being like completely psychotic like she was just for this <laughs> just for the one speech. I like to believe no one assigned you that. Yeah, <laughs> yeah he probably just made that up. <laughs> he just wanted to do a like, British I accent have for a week. To say, and then they're like, Okay. Hey, you're a regular Daniel Day Lewis. Yeah, get ready. (laughs) Um, hmm. What? We don't know. Okay. That's it. That's it. That's the podcast. All right. See you, Tori. (laughs) Thanks for coming. Peace out, guys. (laughs) Did you do any other activities in high school? Like clubs, sports? Yeah. I know you said sports were stupid. Band. Band. What did you play? Clarinet. I was going to say clarinet. <laughs> you look like a clarinet girl. Called it. <laughs> right, this, is the, yeah, that, this is officially the podcast where we bring people on and make fun of them for high school. <laughs> this is called the Bullies Later program. Uh, <laughs> wait, so, you know, I want to jump ahead a little bit. Okay. Not to derail band by any means, which I'm sure there's many a kooky <laughs> story. Yeah, that, those band camps are crazy. So you, you went ahead, you did the ultimate homework and went to law school. How, how, how did your relationship with homework change? When she's moved on to the highest, most elitist academic platform. <laughs> I well, I was most too elitist. dumb for med school, so that was out of the question. Med school's easy. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and obviously I was trying to avoid math, so. But I loved homework, so I was like, well, I'm just going to keep doing it. So uh, law school is like perfect fit. Mm-hmm. You did get to just like keep reading and writing. Um Law school is really hard, turns out, um, but I still really liked it, weirdly. I think I have Stockholm Syndrome from studying for the bar, because sometimes I miss studying. Oh. Why don't you just study for fun, then? Yeah, you could always take it again. I took it twice and passed it twice, but I wanted to take it in a different state. Oh. Nice little brag there. Wow. Wow. Humble brag. (laughs) I mean... But the question on everyone's mind, Tori, was it worth it? No. <laughs> <laughs> Not at all. Like, A nice, honest answer. Any, any young listeners, don't do it. Just just find a job like after college or something like that. Or before college. Yeah, was law don't school, was school. it wackadoo? How was law school? Uh, yeah, it was really tough. People are, uh, my friends are really great, and if they're listening, I love you guys. You're, like, the only, <laughs> the only good people who exist, but, um, like, law school people are, like, kind of crappy, and so are lawyers, turns out, and, um, it's just really, it's really hard. It's a lot of time. <laughs> you, you guys can't see it at home but we're seeing the face of a broken woman right now she is she is crying that was yeah, that's the most serious no, i've seen crying. i used to cry and now i can't i haven't cried in like three years so that face looked like you're giving someone a bad diagnosis yeah like it, was, it was dark but you made it out hey being someone yeah. who went ahead and did get a job out of college I'd say the opposite. Go do something else. <laughs> so it turns out it's just not good for anyone. Yeah, grass is always greener, guys. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's very profound, Dalton. Thanks. Uh, school is great. School is always good. I miss law school because, like, nothing was really – because you could just do assignments. No one's life was, like, really in your hands. Like, you didn't have to go to work. Mm-hmm. You just go to class and do work whenever. 
You can nap in the middle of the day Whoa. and do your work later. Turns out we can do that now. <laughs> Coffee yeah, shop lives. <laughs> so, so, so where are you working now then? Um, I work in an employment law firm in New Hampshire. What does that mean? So if someone has been terminated, like if you've been fired or a contract dispute or mm-hmm. if you're an employer who's being sued or something like that, you can call us 603-357-1111. Hey, we're officially um, sponsored. Yeah, maybe we'll sponsor you. Yeah, never thought we'd be sponsored by a law firm, but that's pretty cool. <laughs> you got any crazy cases you can talk about? Um, I have a lot of really crazy clients, which is like part of what sucks about being a lawyer. Probably why they got fired, too. A hundred percent. I got fired. <laughs> well, not always, but um, yeah, I, don't, I can't really talk a lot about it. But mm. people are crazy. Dry well. There. Don't lie to your lawyers. If you have a lawyer, don't lie to them. Just tell them the truth. I know you're freaking lying. <laughs> <laughs> it has to be confidential. That's Just good. Like, that's good advice. Oh, maybe maybe a good segue. What about yourself? Law advice. Yeah, sometimes I pay all my friends who are lawyers one dollar, <laughs> keep them on retainer, and just tell them really messed up stuff. Yeah. <laughs> you don't even have to pay people. Like, if you are talking to a lawyer and you tell them something, it's attorney-client privilege. Whoa. Oh. Hey, stay on the line after. We got some secrets. To I got some out. stuff to say. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> One time, I stole also, a candy bar um, from Five Below. <laughs> <laughs> that had to have been recent. <laughs> no, this was a long time ago. <laughs> I think high school. Oh, okay. I forgot my wallet. I wanted a candy bar. Yeah, you just gotta do what you gotta do, man. Was that, what, what was the biggest, what was like the main crime that you've ever committed? Peeing in public. Oh, and like got in trouble for it? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, like the most trouble you've ever been in. Oh, I got that that classic college uh, downloading illegal stuff thing. Oh yeah, you did. I had, write, that. I had to write an essay. Luckily, the Digital Millennium Act helped really? me out. But I got an email straight from Viacom that was like, "You're sued for, you're on the hook for two hundred fifty thousand dollars or something," because I downloaded Aziz Ansari's album, <laughs> and uh, then the guy who worked IT emailed me and it's like, "Don't worry, we got a fucking deal. You just can't do it twice." And you have to write an essay. So I had to write an essay about what I, what I was doing was hurting, uh, like concerts and like artists and stuff like that. Yeah. And now you just stream anything everywhere. So yeah. I, I think I helped. Similarly, I drunkenly peed in public. Yeah, I was right there. <laughs> I was right there a second time. The most trouble we almost ever got into. I don't know if we've said this before. Oh yeah. One time around this very time, about four or five years ago. We're walking home from a college bar. What was it? Lake City Tavern. Lake City. L- Lake City Tavern? Yeah. Yeah, LCT. Um, and we're walking... R.I.P. LCT. R.I.P. Did it die? It's like three. It's, it's been like three bars since. Oh. Yeah. Um, but we were walking back on this way. We never really took home. And uh, Dalton initially started peeing outside the Browns training facility. <laughs> And a cop pulled up, and Dalton had just gotten a ticket for peeing in public. And in my head, I'm like, there's no way he's not pissing. Because he was peeing on a stop sign. Pre- like, five minutes prior to that, we were fucking with the stop sign, too, to see how loose it was. <laughs> like, we were pretty, like, lawlessly drunk. 
And then the cop pulls up. I'm like, there's no way this cop's not. Like, I can't be like, oh, no, he just has an itch. <laughs> so I, the cop was like, what's your friend doing? And I was like, he's peeing. He's just peeing over there. And the cop, and the cop was like, fine. And just like drove off. And so we go- he didn't care. He didn't care. So that goes to your point. Tell the truth. And then we uh, go down. We turn a corner down the street, and we're like hooting and hollering. It's it's pretty like quiet out, but we're like there was a huge snowstorm, so it was just desolate. Like. Yeah, so it felt like an apocalypse movie. But uh, we're go down the block a little bit further, and then suddenly this like police cruiser pulls up with its like lights flashing. I don't think the sirens are going. There's a couple of them. Yeah, like two of them. They corner us on this like sidewalk. And like they're like, get up, get the hands up, hands up. And we're like, oh god. And like all these, this guy like in a full squat vest is out, and he's like, we you see your ID right now, right goddamn now. And we're like, oh god. And so we both pull out our IDs, and then I remember the guy like looks at the ID, looks at her faces, looks at the ID, looks at her faces, and just goes, goes to the radio on his shoulder. They're just drunk. <laughs> Gets back in the cruiser and drives away. They don't say anything. Not even a fucking thank you or anything like that. Yeah, like, they didn't say, like, I'm sorry. Or I was like, can you just ride home? Jesus. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'll get in the back of your car. They, um, I guess there had been a string of break-ins mm-hmm. around Berea. And they thought it was us. Yeah, they thought it was us oh. two old rascals pissing on the brown cell. <laughs> Hindsight, I don't blame him. I just wanted to be like that guy that's always on the on the car stickers peeing on things. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the evil Calvin from yeah. Calvin. <laughs> peeing on the Browns logo. <laughs> oh, wow. Well, this has been fun so far, Tori. <laughs> yeah. And also, it's time for a smooth transition. <laughs> Into homework. Into homework. So, Tori, number one, thank you for that great... Uh, slice of life from your high school all the way through law school but now it's time to get down to business yeah, yeah. and see who the true genius debater of homework with friends is so i guess if you would like the floor is yours your honor uh <laughs> okay. to describe to us what the homework is and dalton and i will add any clarification that we need thanks thank you for having and, us and uh, we appreciate you allowing us into your court today thank you <laughs> okay so, first of all, Dalton told me that you would not put any a lot of time into this, so it's not a case. You're not doing a case. Well, well. You're just doing a debate. Somewhat of a case. We're, in, doing... we're in a courtroom. You're sitting up on a pedestal with a robe on, so, yeah. <laughs> okay, but just, like, to explain to everyone, this is going to be a, a debate, but they made it into a case, so, like, you guys can explain how, how this is a case, but, um, <laughs> basically... <laughs> There's a proposition and an opposition, and um, the the proposition for today's debate is this house believes that homework is not beneficial and should be banned. So that's what proposition always argues. Opposition argues the counterpoint. Um, I'm going to have proposition start, as usual, so Dalton will, like, give... How much time do you guys want for, like, your openings, and then you'll have a rebuttal, and then you'll have a closing? I'm going to wing it. So five minutes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> something like that. We can keep an eye on time, Your Honor. <laughs> no, I'm going to time you. Oh, five uh, minutes. It, yeah. has to, it has to be five minutes for the opening? I thought I heard or a five, no, mi- five like, minute I'll max. Cut, I'll cut you off if it's, yeah, max. Okay. Yeah. Is that enough time, or is that too much time? Yeah, I get it. Either one, I don't know. 
it's, it's probably fine. That's just for the opening. If it's if you're like okay, we'll we'll like budget around. Five I'm sorry, minutes. Your Honor, I wasn't unprepared. Yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and uh, do. I a, literally a told you that it was gonna. I'm gonna do a late <laughs> in the game objection. <laughs> <laughs> they teach you that one in law school. Can't object to me. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna go ahead and object to Your Honor up here. Yeah, I'm gonna second. She is. Thank you. Uh, she is not wearing a powdered wig. <laughs> this this courtroom is out of order. Okay. Five minutes. Gotcha. You guys can object to each other, and there always has to be a, because even though this isn't a case um, in speech and debate, you have like a point of interest, which is like asking a question or like cutting them off to like say something, so you can say objection. But you have to have a basis for your objection. Okay. So I'll say on what grounds, and you'll have to say so like in a courtroom, as you see on TV and, and TV shows and stuff like that, people are like relevancy. Uh, is really common, and they have to explain how that point is relevant to what they're trying to prove. I feel like that helps them um, out. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, it can be used, like, really help. It can be really beneficial for the other side to get that. Um, so that's probably the, the most common. There's also, like, hearsay. You probably hear a lot, but Ooh, you guys don't really one. have hearsay. Um, <laughs> Leading the witness. There's... <laughs> There's no witness. <laughs> well, I'm, not, I'm calling they a witness. Can't be leading. Um, <laughs> Objection! He got boogie in his nose. <laughs> I'm calling the. I'm gonna call the defendant as a witness. <laughs> okay. In any case, just object. You can make up your own re- like reason for objecting to that. Okay. Uh, and then I'll overrule or sustain it. Wonderful. Um, and then the second round, you'll just do a rebuttal. And rebuttals are not to say like the same thing that you've already said. It's to so you might want to take notes, like, while each other are talking, and you might say, be like, yeah, good. So you'll be like, oh, like, Logan, you said da-da-da, but guess what? In reality, blah, 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 and you bring up something new that you haven't already said before. Um, or you can ask questions during that time and have the other person explain it, I guess. Oh, we have a little so witness. So we'll do five minutes for that. Yeah, witness, yeah. Wonderful. And then maybe, like, a one-minute closing. And just okay. summarize your points. Perfect. Okay. Fine. Well, and just so you know, Tori, okay. we're at about minute twenty-five of the podcast so yeah. far, so we got about thirty-five minutes to play with. Okay. Well, that will be ten minutes. The nope. whole thing is going to be ten minutes. Nope. It's going to be no. Nope. <laughs> It'll be good. <laughs> Glad to see you've gotten better at math. <laughs> Burn. Just baby. kidding, Your Honor. You did. Right. You did great. Your heart racing? Mine's kind of racing. <laughs> Is it? No. <laughs> I was like, oh, he cares. <laughs> no, I just care about the fun. Okay. <laughs> All right, proposition, are you ready? Yeah. This, yes, Your Honor. Okay. <laughs> you wanted to go back and like disrespectful. No. <laughs> she has a giant hourglass timer. It's crazy. She's Can I see? Do you have the timer handy? Can I see the, the hourglass timer? Yeah, you are. You just wait, wasted eight seconds, but. I <laughs> oh God, it's going right now. All right, I, I would like to thank you, Your Honor. I would like to to open this this up with a quote oh. from Zach. He's a high schooler, and Zach stated that I feel like I'm working toward my death. The constant demands on my time since fifth grade are just going to continue through graduation into college and then my job. 
It's like I'm on an endless treadmill with no time for living. Now, one of the biggest problems we're facing today is that that kids are overworked. I know it's it's hard to believe. It doesn't quite make any sense because you, you think they're, they're children. They're just out there doing their thing. They get, they get to play and have fun. But in reality, the, the assignments that kids are assigned today in school with clubs and activities. Don't look at my notes. I'm not looking at your notes. <laughs> Objection, I wasn't. <laughs> Sustained. That's <laughs> uh, privileged. Stop looking at his notes. Oh, uh, thank you. Thank you, Your Honor. I apologize to the court and yourself. That's a minus point. Ah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> with, with the time the kids spend in school today, with clubs and activities, sports, and then homework on top of that, they're facing way more than the average 40-hour work week that adults have to go through, and it's, it's simply unsustainable. It, uh, it really cuts down on their ability to have a creative mindset. They're continuously working towards what they think is going to benefit their future, and I just... Someone's cracking up right now. Counsel, what it, what was that? Uh, no, I'm not your counsel. <laughs> he did whisper. He whispered in my ear. I have nothing. <laughs> All right, are you done? Yeah. <laughs> I got other stuff for later. Okay, so he's more about the rebuttal. I think. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a rebuttal guy. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, thank you. <laughs> It's all part of the plan, Your Honor. All right, opposition, are you ready? Uh, Your Honor, I believe so, yes. Okay. Uh, am I to go now? I didn't, yep. hear, the, I didn't hear the gavel. Go. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Everyone knows it's a not, not go. Yeah. yeah. Um, Your Honor, I argue that homework is indeed important. And along with my argument, it is uh, necessary that we come to an understanding about what homework is and what exactly I am defending. Um, naturally, I'm not defending any sort of undue work for a poor child to be doing what's equivalent to modern-day child labor. Absolutely not, Your Honor, and I want you to understand that as a lover of homework yourself, that we're talking about constructive homework. We're talking about things that have to be done outside of the classroom for a child to succeed, not only now, but in the future. Now, the controversial text, The Homework Myth by Alfie Cohn, he compared homework to the modern-day cod liver oil. A snake oil salesman, he called it. But here's what I argue. Alfie, how'd you write that book without doing some homework in the first place? You just suddenly made a book? Where'd you write it at? Were you always at work? Or were you at home sometimes? Where'd you do your research? I argue that we learn essential skills in research and life through our homework. So I want to let you know... Obviously, I think superfluous homework is dumb. I'm not raising my hand for that. I don't want more of that. I want meaningful, intentional homework that's aligned with the teachers, the students, and the parents' values. Objection. Uh, on the basis of? Relevance. Uh, overruled. <laughs> <laughs> no, you don't say overruled. <laughs> you have to explain it. Okay, overruled. That's really relevant. Thank you, Your Honor. It is right. The parents <laughs> he was the, just talking. Irrelevant. The parents have the parents are stakeholders. Everyone's stakeholders. So there's a few things that I think homework really helps out in the classroom. And it helps teachers reach those students 
in ways that they can't within the classroom, in ways that they can help grade, quite literally and figuratively, the progress they've made in a certain topic. All right, now according to the National Survey of Student Engagement, each student spends about 17 hours each week outside of class preparing for classes, and I will argue to the death that that might be too, too much. That might be a little bit too much, right? But we can't take it down to zero. We can't eliminate homework entirely. What are we setting our students up for? When it's proven through several research studies through NYU, through Duke, that students learn valuable motivational skills of self-actualization through competing and completing homework in their time outside of the classroom. Your Honor, I think you're a perfect example of this yourself. You're one who loved the achievement of homework. You love the autonomy of doing it on your own time and having some times outside of that 45 minutes, that hour long time in class to sit down and read a book where you wanted and how you wanted. And are we setting up our students for success if they don't have that time outside of the classroom? I would argue that we are not. So what I argue is that once again, and I'll reiterate to the death, not too much homework, but definitely yes, homework. We do need homework. We don't need students who are abusing, our teachers, I should say, abusing the homework model and letting all the work get done outside of the classroom because they are unfunded. And I do feel for our teachers. They need that extra support. But we need to understand limits and use some scientifically based research to back up what homework we are assigning. It was dictated by that same NYU study that post 2.5 hours a night is a little too much homework, but about 90 minutes is the sweet spot, right? There's also been studies through psycho psychology magazines several journals that state that the motivation factor that is given through homework can help students to succeed long-term and practical job skills because they understand that there is a responsibility placed on them and expectations they wouldn't get in a standard classroom without any homework. In addition, I would posit, while you mentioned, and I know this is not the rebuttal, Your Honor, uh, that creativity is stripped away from a student due to over-homework, and I argue that it's a huge opportunity to get more creative with homework if a student is unengaged or disengaged, because we've also seen that that correlates with poor behavioral issues outside of the classroom, to get creative in your tactics in assigning that homework, grading that homework, and administering it so that that student has positive outcomes. So to end my opening statement, I would just state that homework has long-term benefits. Oh, that's my time? No. Oh. oh, thank you, thank you. <laughs> don't, don't, that, oh, that's a horrible tactic. Uh, <laughs> so ultimately, we need cohesion between the students, uh, buy-in from the teachers, and the appreciation of the parents when understanding the benefits of homework. And that is my opening statement. Perfect. You fit it right in time. Thank you, thank you. Um... Before we begin the rebuttal round, I have a few questions. Um, did you bring a copy of that study? I could administer me? to the witnesses should they need it. No, for, for me. What are you going to give it as a shot? What do you mean, administer it? Yeah, I made a little USB drive sticking in your ear. <laughs> I could, okay, great. So, I could you provide may approach the bench give me a copy of that study. Okay, Thanks. I can provide sources if you need. Okay. So, you mentioned a time, sort of a time limit on on homework, like 90 minutes is what you're proposing would be the ideal homework timeline. Yeah, like, the sweet spot. Okay. What about students who have 
How can you be sure that you're assigning the amount of homework that all students would only spend 90 minutes on? This is, you're taking some of my stuff here. <laughs> well, Your Honor, that's a great question. I'm glad that you brought it up. <laughs> <laughs> and I agree. There's no way we could know that this is the exact right amount of homework. But what we can tell through scientific data is that attention and retention tends to drop post the 90-minute mark. So that's what we can really qualify and you can do that through testing before and after. You can do different conditional tests, uh, A-B testing to see which students are succeeding with this kind of model versus ones who are not. I'm not saying it's a perfect science. I'm not saying we're perfect. We're human. But what I am saying is that creating these limits around homework for teachers' curriculum building could be extremely beneficial versus eliminating it entirely. Okay. And you're saying no homework whatsoever. I'm saying no homework whatsoever. Okay. <laughs> no quote-unquote homework. Oh. <laughs> I'd love to know more about uh, uh, objection, clear, relevance, clarification, point of clarification. Can I? Is, can I? I'm not. I'm you not. Advo- I'm not advocating for the elimination of of practicing. Well, uh, sorry about that, guys at home. Mike let's say let's say it's a it's a math class. I'm not advocating for not practicing. Uh, the equations and stuff like that, but I, I am advocating that it's done in the classroom and not at home. So no, I'm saying no homework, but that doesn't... So longer me. school days? No. I'm trying to see where you're going to find this time. Well, I, I would yeah, get... so so what's the... Poly- like, what would you... If you had a rule, what would it be? It would just be allocating... Would it would be allocating time in the classroom... For children to get their practice because oh, this is taken away from some of my rebuttal stuff. <laughs> this, is, uh, this is kind of part okay. <laughs> uh, allocating time in the classroom because I believe that homework, the quote unquote homework done in the classroom. Wait, are you be... doing the rebuttal now? Is this your rebuttal? I'm just well, curious. you asked me. A, you asked me a question. I'm, I'm curious as to what the okay. quote unquote piece is. Is that just like literally work done at home? When you, when you say yes, 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 work oh, done okay. at home. Um, I believe in, in taking time in the classroom for practice because I believe it's more beneficial. I think that you have the educator there at your disposal and you can get instant help with things that you're struggling with. It eliminates the old broken system of go home, do a worksheet, turn it in, get the feedback two days later when it's graded, and it eliminates the having to go over an assignment in front of the class and maybe being too embarrassed to ask questions on stuff that you're not sure about. And one would or, say the comfort of one's home might be the ideal environment for that. The educator's know, not there. Oh, well, you know, there's parents. <clears throat> so would it be a longer school day or cut part of the a part of a lecture or part of what, how, whatever people do? Probably cut recess. I believe <laughs> <laughs> that uh, based on my, my time in school, uh, it is is could be very easy to, to just have the time to do both, do lecture and assignments and have the practice in school. Okay. All right. Do you want to start your rebuttal round? I will, yeah. Okay. All right. To touch on some of, some of my... Uh, my more traditionally minded opponent's points. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Traditional values built this country. I'll just say... <laughs> I believe that, and he stated that 90 minutes is, is the max, that it, it's beneficial to, to do no more than 90. Objection, and he, getting he, too hung up on a specific number. He mentioned that uh, oh. it, it was from a, a Duke study. <laughs> now, we may have looked at the same study, and I would like to, to read more of a direct quote from that, that Duke study. 
uh, a comprehensive review of 180 research studies by Duke University psychologist and neuroscientist Harris Cooper shows homework benefits are highly age-dependent. High school, no more than two hours. Middle school, almost no benefit from homework. And then elementary school, there is absolutely no benefit shown in this study. Uh, so it kind of boils down to this. It, yes, uh, once you get to a certain age, the, the extra help will will improve your test scores. But how do you go about determining what teacher gets to assign, how much homework, when, just the organization of it all and the collaboration that would be needed between teachers is, is unrealistic. So it becomes more about finding time in the school day to be able to, uh, to, to practice and, and have time for students to set aside uh, time to improve their, their skills for their tests. And then in terms of creativity, uh, schools are continuously being defunded and it's hurting more so the creative arts, the music, the music classes, the physical education classes, and then that gets piled on with homework being added to that as well. So you are taking the, the physical activity out of schools, you're taking the creative classes, and then you're also stifling it for after the school day ends. How does how does homework connect that for you like one more time? How does homework interfere with the budget for the arts and for uh, physical activity? I'm saying that, that that schools and education systems are getting defunded, so those are the first programs to get cut through the normal school day. Okay. Uh, physical education, uh, creative classes, arts, and and all that kind of stuff. And then when you pile on hours and hours worth of homework after the school day, you are stifling them from being able to do that outside of school as well. So you're kind of, it becomes a more, a way more rigorous school day uh, where you're getting only like the core curriculum classes and then you have to spend all of your time outside of school doing the same thing. Oh, yes. Yes, Your Honor. I apologize. I was, I was allowing you time to digest the information from my humble opponent over here. But shall I uh, proceed with my rebuttal? Sure. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay, guys. So, um, Don, I respect your side. I think you're fighting the good fight when it comes to eliminating homework. If we lived in a utopia, yes, absolutely. Um, but I do have a few points to what you had just brought up um, and a few things that I believe uh, strengthen my argument. And that's why I don't appreciate the gotcha journalism style in which you brought up the Duke study against me. What I will say is that you also mentioned one fatal thing is that the homework does, in fact, help at a certain point. I should have mentioned the sliding scale of how the younger you get, the less an effective, almost a null effect based on attention spans and their even cognition of what the homework is for. However, you did, and you mentioned it yourself, once you get to around the high school level, it does have a positive effect on test scores, and we also know that based on how our society is currently set up, those test scores typically tend to indicate higher success and achievement in college and postgraduate. So I'll argue that. That still in itself makes homework a logical argument to still exist. 
uh, when you mentioned the collaboration between teachers, parents, uh, to make a reasonable course load uh, is unrealistic, uh, I would argue that seven adults can certainly get in a room and come to a conclusion on how to calibrate their homework throughout a given school year. If you're thinking about each topic a teacher may have, uh, of course, there's different stakeholders that are in it, but we're talking about people who have to come together to create a core curriculum for students. I believe it's well within the rights and responsibilities of the teachers to do that in an appropriate and effective manner without abusing any student's time. Uh, when it comes to creativity, yeah, I, I'd agree. I mean, we, we see students get um, uh, their kind of favorite classes cut from time to time. I would like to see some more numbers about how that's actually happening and how really eliminating homework would do anything but hurt that um, because I am curious as to how we would be uh, lengthening these days to fit in all this practice time that you believe would be more beneficial within the classroom without stretching the budget even further and cutting more of the arts programs to bleed into those classes times. Um, so, and then ultimately, um, I believe that I have not been presented a strong argument to not get rid of homework, only to lessen it, which is something I think we can all agree on given the circumstances. That is my, that is my, my rebuttal. Before we go into closing arguments, I have a few more questions for both of you. Yes. Um, Dalton, you want there to be time set like a part in class for people to finish their homework. Yes. What about study hall? Don't we already have a specific period, at least an hour, for students to get all their homework done or catch up or do homework before class? Yeah, I don't believe that every student gets that luxury. I think it, it depends on your course schedule. Um, but either way, study hall is a perfect example of like time that should be allotted in the school day, in the regular, uh, like regularly eight hour school day uh, for students to be able to, to get their homework done. So would study hall be enough if a school just said, okay, we are going to have one study hall, it's one hour in the day. Or do you still think that every teacher should allocate time at the end of class to do an assignment? Well, based on my opponent's opinion, you can, I guess, be able to tailor each homework assignment for each class to each student to have only 90 minutes a week, uh, according to, to his, his opinion. So a 90-minute study hall during the school day would make that plausible. So instead of each classroom taking time out of their day, they had at least a 90-minute study hall, that you would be okay with that? Yes, because I believe that that is not, in fact, homework. That is during the school day. Okay. Um, Logan, what do you think about that? Is 90-minute study hall enough, or do you think that students are, are not really doing their homework during that time? I think it's Or when do you think that there should be homework after that more time after that good point so i believe it's when we get into the semantics of what homework truly is and if it is the definition between is it work that is literally done at home or if it is work that is done outside of your allotted class period time for a said class i would argue that it is the second and that it's anything done outside your class period for a class be it studying reading worksheets is homework and just shifting it to a 90 minute period is just 
helping students time budget for the homework, not necessarily eliminating homework. It sounds like homework is still very much a part of the equation uh, and perhaps even a solid middle ground between, because I believe a 90 minute study all would be great for some students. I believe it could be detrimental to other students who couldn't focus in that time. Maybe the reason they can't focus is all the students in distraction in class and that home would be a better environment for them to succeed. Um, at the end of the day, if we're both arguing for assignments outside of class, um, then I think we're on the same team, not necessarily in terms of eliminating homework. So I don't see how that is an argument against homework. Um, yeah, that's, how, that's kind of my thoughts on that. Dalton, do you think that homework helps students in any way, shape, or form? I believe that practicing and, and reading and working at things that you're taught in school help. But I do not believe that having to take it home and work on it outside of the school day is beneficial to anybody. Okay. Logan, do you, do you want to add to that? I'll just say I, dis I disagree. <laughs> uh, true counter-argument? Mm, bold statement, and maybe I think it's placed on his own personal beliefs about homework and his experience with it, but I think it would be a stretch to say that that could be a general rule applied to all students across the country. Um, I think we can always find anomalies in students who never study and succeed well on tests. We can also find students who succeed very well throughout a class's assignments, but tank something like, say, the SATs or other generalized tests. We can see those everywhere. So, But we have to understand that those are typically the exception and not the rule. And if are we creating the environment for a student to succeed? And in many cases, I believe homework as the standardized model is one that's been provenly effective um, to at least correlate with those um, study skills and habits that a student needs to be successful. Um, but I think really the, the crux of the argument that we can all agree on and what a lot of these articles that are mentioned stem from is the burnout that can get caused from too much homework, is the lack of care and coordination by the teachers in assigning the homework, and general frustration of the parents who feel like a student is working two full-time jobs by playing a sport in addition to being in, say, like an honors class. So, and I think we can all sympathize with that, but I can't imagine eliminating homework be a solution that is realistic nor helpful for the students. Did either of you look up any studies showing whether people who, students who are involved in sports or uh, choir or theater, or people who, uh, students who are involved in activities are they less likely to be in the honors classes or vice versa? Uh, no. Your Honor, I did not. No. <laughs> <laughs> what I did see, though, is, <laughs> is that uh, typically students, um, and I don't have the name of the journal off the top of my head. He's making it up. I'm just coming off the top of my dome is that a lot of those dweebs who like <laughs> extra curriculum. <laughs> no, is that there was a correlation between motivation and that whether or not homework is ever are always accurately assessing how well a student is going to do, it can almost certainly uh, assess how well a student can do in terms of a student who is consistently not doing their homework or doing it poorly while succeeding in class can be great indicators for a teacher as to behavioral issues, issues at home, um, maybe different ways that they can assess their tactics. So I know you mentioned one of your arguments that you'd have to wait two days for a grade. Of course, it's not going to be as instantaneous, but we do have online tools that are making that quicker and quicker. Um, but the homework 
can at least help out with motivation. So I would only guess, and this is maybe not appropriate for a court of law, for your honor, um, but students who are more involved and more motivated are by nature typically your higher, um, higher on the success train of homework because they have uh, more accountability measures placed upon them, especially with a lot of sports dictating certain GPAs to even participate. I disagree. Why is that? I was involved in tons. <laughs> <laughs> I did a lot of sports and I never did my homework. <laughs> <laughs> See my argument before about anomalies. <laughs> okay. Um, all right. So you both get one minute closing. One minute? Take, you can, we can take like <laughs> one minute for you to prepare like your strongest points if you want. Yeah, you can go double dome. Go on top of the dome. We really ran the no. spectrum so far. I want to take a quick break and say, Tori, you're doing a great job around this court. You're killing it. I didn't think you were going to. You guys be... are doing a great job of arguing. Oh, this is this has been fun so far. It's been fun. It started off funnier and then got a little bit more. I had a I had a whole st- I I wrote down all of my notes right before this and I had a whole study for my opening that I forgot to write down. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's when you were saying I got nothing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you know, once we actually got into the real arguments, I was like. I'm defending this shit out of homework right now. <laughs> <laughs> I want to really go to the mat for this guy. Because one thing we haven't mentioned to the listener is that I'm oh, defending yeah, homework is a person, and he did kill a man. He killed a man. So I'm defending homework right now. I'm trying to bring justice to that family. <laughs> <laughs> and that's exactly what our closing arguments will be about. We're just joking, but I'm, I'm ready for my closing if you are. Yeah, who goes first? You go first. Okay. Pop goes first. All right, ready? Yeah. The cop goes yeah. first? <laughs> what? This is the prop goes okay. first. The prop goes first. I heard cop. The propositions. Uh, the composition. And go. Now bring this all back together. I think that I'd like to first start out by saying a little breakdown of a normal school day on average about eight hours, five days a week. That's 40, that's 40 hours. Yeah. Am I correct in that math? And I just want to ask, I just want to ask my opponent one one. Simple, honest question. Do you, do you believe in the 40-hour work week for, for adults? You know what? I'm going to have to say I don't. Okay. That's all. Just, if you want an honest opinion. I just wanted to just clarify that. Because I'm looking at 50, 60, 70, baby. Just for the record. Now he's using my time to, to make jokes. Uh, I, just wanted to, I just wanted to give one last little, little study that I found. Uh, in the fall of 2012, the French government proposed doing away with homework in elementary schools and juniors high altogether uh arguing it puts uh poorer students that are that have difficult home situations at a disadvantage now i for one believe that everybody should be given equal opportunities and as three pretty privileged people to have good home lives growing up we can't imagine what it's like to have to go home and just be in a situation where you're not even able to do the homework and so if you could put your shoes and yourself in their shoes for a minute then, then maybe you'd understand why doing stuff in school, a safe haven that school is, is a little bit more beneficial than it is to have to take assignments home. And just think about that. I believe that more, my, the more traditionally minded, like my opponent, uh, have the mentality <laughs> that because they went through it, that everybody has to go through it. But I'll, I'll, I'll ask you this. Do you believe that... that people who went through bigotry just because they went through it that uh, every generation should have to go through it i don't are you asking me personally no i just asking asking oh, the, i'm asking the jury <laughs> okay. 
Sorry, phone's dying. I gotta plug you in. Yeah, sorry. At home, listeners, if you heard it, heard a gap of silence there, technical issues. And also, I was aghast at my opponent's statement and had to walk away. Um, that said, that's my oh, time, I- Chicago. Am <laughs> I my my closing now? Uh, yes, you actually get two minutes because he took two minutes. So. Oh well, thank you so much, Your Honor. I really appreciate that. Um, <laughs> a fair judge, but mean. All right, Your Honor. So, uh, to the props points, I want to address that in my closing, is that m- majority of them were based upon timing. Objection. Which, this is just a rebuttal. No, no objections. Are <laughs> what closing. is a closing if not a rebuttal of uh, all of our points? Point. So, I would like to close that majority of the rhetoric that my opponent likes to spin out there is that I'm traditional in my views or that I'm stuck in some sort of sedentary way in which I would state, let's look at the tapes. There's been nothing of my speech that says we should do anything just because we've (laughs) always done it. But what I would say is that his argument has been based solely on time. The argument is not time itself. It's homework. Homework happens to take up time, but we're looking at causation versus correlation right here. We could have a four-hour school day and the other four is homework, but that does not eliminate homework. It just shifts the time around a little bit. So... I would argue that we have found no compelling arguments against homework itself, more time management and budgeting. Of course, I would like us to all have the most comfortable lives and for our students to not be overstressed while also learning. But we can't eliminate the world's cruelest death agent, and that's time. Time takes us all. And that's really what we're arguing against. And it's a futile argument because it will get us all. Number two, my opponent brought up privilege. And while I agree that the deck is stacked in certain's favor and is of no one's fault the circumstances of their birth i will say that we are depriving underprivileged students by taking away tools that we know have been proven to cause success at least in later stages of education by eliminating homework entirely that would cause a systematic overhaul of the way that our scholastic system is worked in the first place And while it's aspirational, certainly I don't find it to be realistic or helpful for these students. If anything, it would set them back further. We need to find ways to level the playing field, not eliminate it entirely. And I believe homework is a tried and true method to do that. That ends my argument. Good. Am I still there? I have a poor connection. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, you're still there. Oh, okay. You can still see me? Yeah. Okay, I can't see you guys anymore. Um, Oops. So that's fine. Okay, good job. All right, this is exciting. So, one way to grade debates is for, usually there's obviously a jury or an audience at least. You don't have a jury there? No. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, this is... I you guys have a jury there? Several. Well, no. Okay. <laughs> It'd be biased, obviously. So, um, what I was going to say is, like, usually the audience, maybe maybe people can vote, um, but usually someone has an idea in their head of what they think that what they think the conclusion should be, and if someone convinces them of the other side, like if, they, if they've changed their mind throughout the course of a debate, then they technically have to vote for for the person who changed their mind. Mm-hmm. throughout the course of the debate um so that's one way to choose a winner um there's also like a scoring system 
So I don't know how you want me to choose the winner. Gut feeling. Gut feeling. However you feel. Go off everything. We're, we're not. We can't wait. Okay. Do you need time? We can pause if you want to put uh, yeah, your thoughts together. Okay, we're also, gonna put. Also, I'm distracted because I can't see you guys. Do you want us to call you back? Yeah. Okay, we'll pause and it will be right there in no time at all. Okay. And without a gap at all, no gap. Why would no there time be? To think. Why would there be any time for Tori's? She's a genius level lawyer who has her verdict immediately. So Tori will throw it back to you. All right. Well. I actually went back into chambers and thought really carefully about this before coming back out to the courtroom. Um, <laughs> so, so there has been a deliberation. Uh, but first I want to go over a few key points and just review what you guys put together for us today. I will also take a quick point and say this is the most work anyone's done for the podcast. Yeah, very much so. <laughs> the very fact you use the word chambers. Usually the guests just show up and get drunk with us. <laughs> yeah, but you guys aren't drinking, so yeah, I'm not. You picked the wrong month. <laughs> Appreciate your solidarity. <laughs> All right. So, uh, Dalton, good opening. I like the quote at the beginning. It's always a really good idea with speeches to open up with something interesting, something to get people listening. Um, like a quote or a story is always pretty typical tactics that people use. Um, and then tying that into, I'm here today to talk about da-da-da. Um, so good job with that. Your opening was really short, though. It only lasted two minutes, and apparently you had to study that. You forgot to bring to court today, so... Sure not. did. <laughs> <laughs> but you did lie. Um, Logan, you had a really good uh, policy proposal. I was actually surprised, and you know maybe you should have, if I like had told you guys some tactics that people use is, is one thing that if even if you don't agree with a topic that you're given because like sometimes you have to argue something that you really don't agree with uh something that you're some ways that you're able to work around that is by proposing a policy that that you agree with or think is better so like bringing up the 90 minute time limit was really your way of saying like of not really wanting to agree to the fact that having children do hours and hours of slave labor is unrealistic and mm -hmm. unreasonable. And, um, so the 90 minutes, uh, was a good proposal and I agree with that. I think there's a good amount of time. Um, again, I think that there's still some work to be done in terms of like how each student could be doing the same amount of time for each assignment, but that's okay. Yeah. Next time. So, uh, and then when we went back to Dalton, you brought up uh, bringing, uh, you brought up children who, or like students who want to have more time for activities after school, and that's really important, um, and I was thinking about it, and maybe I wouldn't have been such a loser if I was like, doing homework. <laughs> don't, don't go, don't overcorrect. <laughs> <laughs> If I didn't have homework, and I, then I would like go home and be like, "What could I do?" You wouldn't have, if you wouldn't have done like, all that homework. Maybe we'd be on your podcast right now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. I mean, like the reason I loved homework is because I was definitely like just dealing with. Uh, I was just like a really damaged kid, so you know what I mean. <laughs> <laughs> Just like avoid 
humans and all that, but, like, I should have been forced into doing more activities aside from band, even though that was really, that was a huge time commitment, you guys. So. <laughs> yeah, we didn't dive into it. I'm sorry, Your Honor. <laughs> <laughs> what? Dive into band? Oh, we didn't get too far into it, but we're good. That's okay. Uh, but... I bet you were great at clarinet, Your Honor. All right, now you're just sucking up. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> so, to that point... And what I was saying before is, like, I was I was actually starting to lean in that direction. Like, oh, my gosh, my mind is being changed. Like, maybe students should be, shouldn't be having homework after school. It should just be school ends, kind of like a work day, and they can do whatever they want. They can live their lives afterwards, and they can be social and, and do sports and, and or, like, and be in the creative fields or something like that. Uh, but then you cited a study that kind of goes against your point, and that is that high schoolers are – more likely to succeed in standardized tests if they have homework. So that goes to his point. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I, 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 but I put uh, the argument's done. <laughs> All right. But what I was going to say is what you could have done is had a policy yourself and said, okay, well, since it's only, since it's helpful to high schoolers, um, then younger students shouldn't have homework, but in high school they should have, they should have some homework since it's helpful. Um, so you could have done that, but you kind of just wanted to ignore that part. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't know we could just make up some policy <laughs> bullshit. I was sticking to the assignment. I guess, you know, I'm just, I got expert tactics, you know? <laughs> um, so then I wrote, no way. oh, so, uh, when I was asking questions, I was sort of leaning towards if anyone's going to say anything about, uh, if homework helped with any like skills I know that doesn't really help with work because you don't take work home although if you go to law school and you become a lawyer you you are doing work all the time uh other fields you do you're doing work all the time too but I don't know if it helped with time management skills or work ethic any other type of like um I guess qualities in a person if it like builds anything up but I guess not so Hey, I talked about motivation and responsibility gathering. Yeah, that came up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, That's, you know, I'm just going to uh, quick rebuttal to you, Your Honor, right it there. Got, it got lost in his incoherent rambling. Oh! <laughs> Listen to the tapes. <laughs> it's all in the tapes. Yeah, I also like that. <laughs> Go back to the tapes. Um, <laughs> yeah, it's a good courtroom tactic. I have to rule in favor of homework, so... Logan yes! This is coming from a nerd. Oh, you didn't even touch on the oh, on the biggest point. Uh, 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 what was the uh, biggest point? Uh, oh yeah. Under, oh, yeah. Underprivileged oh, yeah. kids. Oh yeah, I definitely did. Oh, oh yeah. yeah, that was a good point. Well, I think I had a pretty level-headed response to it. Of uh, get with it or get lost? No, make fair accommodations as opposed to eliminating it entirely. Fair accommodations yeah. are in school time, and then it's not homework anymore. I think it's still homework. No. <laughs> that just happens to be done at school. It's not at home. Man, you ever have to stay, you ever did a homework at a swim meet? No. Oh, shut I up. I didn't do my homework. <laughs> <laughs> well, I guess at the end of the day, we can all agree I'm the head of the class. Yeah, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> Dawn was a close second, though, right? Yes. Really close second. And I think it turns out you probably had the harder argument. I'm very upset. <laughs> so I guess for... in this courtroom who talks more wins. <laughs> <laughs> it's called being economic with the time allotted, sir. Oh. Sentencing? 
<gasps> yeah, silence his ass. You have to read a case, a real case. Oh, that's it. on it. <laughs> so you have to do homework. <laughs> I have to do homework? Yeah. I have to read a... Are you going to send me one? Yeah. Uh, I don't know which one, but I'm going to choose one. Hell yeah. Thank you, Your oh. Honor. <laughs> this is sweet. <laughs> I love this punishment. <laughs> this is the best punishment there could ever be. This is my nightmare. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Hey, you know that Genius episode we did a couple weeks starting to really show. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Well, Tori, do you have any closing statements yourself? No, this has been great. You guys exceeded my expectations. Well, that's good. I, I hope um, they were rock bottom to start with. Yes. They were. Do you think we impressed all your friends? Yes. Oh, that's good. <laughs> I mean, I know you're just They're saying gone. it, but here we are. <laughs> <laughs> Did you want to? Are you sticking around for us to assign next week's homework, or are we saying farewell? Well, I might as well listen to it now so I don't have to listen to the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> that does make sense. Good point, Tori. So you can just stick around in the background. But uh, now we're going to act as if you're not here. Well, that I'll was put it on a... mute so I don't make a single noise. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was a treat, wasn't it, Dalton? That was fun. That was, that was a good one. So it's great to have guests on. Yeah, we have some more people. Even, even when they make wrong decisions. Yeah, they, I'd say she probably made a bad choice. <laughs> but it's hard to eliminate bias, especially when we're dealing with a dweeb. But yeah, I didn't know you just like I didn't know I was going at a nerd with no homework. Oh man! After, okay, so after, oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't bias. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Okay, I'm going back on mute. All right, bye, Tori. Um, but it's just crazy how she couldn't leave her prejudice at the door. I know. To the <laughs> crazy. <laughs> Gee, we're getting a nice flip off right there. Um, but you know, Tori, we thank you for being on the podcast. It was a great experience. It was wonderful. Uh, probably, but well, anyone who's on the podcast is usually smarter than us. Yes. So it was great to have someone smarter than us in the room. Yeah. Grilling us. Um, and I appreciated the level-headed feedback at the end. If a smart person comes to the room, we, we stop just, like, beating rocks on the ground. Yeah. Like, duh, 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 duh. But that leads us to one last thing. Homework for next week. Homework for next week. So we were thinking about it. Mm-hmm. And you know what? It's time to go back to the earth, man. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. It's time to learn a little bit about herbal remedies, man. Mm-hmm. And you know what I'm talking about. It's the herbal episode. It's the herbal episode. So, Don, I got a little homework for you, buddy. Okay. I want to learn all about the sticky icky. Ganja, that 420 purpose skirt marijuana. What do you want? Man. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then, okay, what's the assignment? That's it. That's it? <laughs> I just want to learn about it. Um, no, yeah, so going back to uh, classic homework, just a research report on marijuana. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, kind of its history, uh, its criminal uh, current criminalization mm-hmm. um your thoughts on the future of it so past present future on it maybe some anecdotal evidence if you got any sorry moms uh, and then... i'm just gonna show up very high and ramble for my entire 20 minutes sounds like it'll be fun <laughs> but that's your homework and then uh, i guess outside of that special bonus just for kind of creating your own format around it do whatever you want thank you and sticking with the herbal theme. Yeah, man. <laughs> uh, Logan, you're going to be learning and talking and teaching us about tea. Ooh. Uh, so 
the history of tea, as we always do, we always do histories of stuff. Yeah. Um, some of the different types, brewing methods, where it is now, maybe give us a rundown on like tea shops and stuff like that. Okay. Um, I know there's some, some like crazy tea shops around Chicago where you pay like 80 bucks and you go and like sit and paste peas for a couple hours. So you're covering that? <clears throat> no, we're not doing it. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, but you could you could teach us about it. Perfect. Yeah, I'm on it, man. I'm gonna spill some tea next week. Spill some tea. <laughs> but hey, this was a fun episode, doll. It was a good one. And I guess that's all we have. Uh, connect with us. Homework with friends at gmail.com. Uh, homework pod on Twitter. At homework with friends on Instagram. We're up and running, guys. You might have got a follow from that. Uh, it only took us 32 weeks to make an <laughs> actual one for the podcast. <laughs> Check the link for merch. And uh, where we will also specifically cite everything we put in today's arguments. Yes. Psych. We're not going to do that. (laughs) And uh, shout out to Tori once again for being on the F. You can send her some money if you'd like at Logan Lukash Venmo. (laughs) K-A-C-S. And as always, do your homework. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.